0: this morning turn to 2 Samuel this morning chapter number 23 uh, I, I would love to read the entire chapter but I can't pronounce all these names I just I can't do it and, but I, I want to read some then we'll refer to some of them uh, as we go through uh, uh, I want you to get this idea uh, that uh, God gave me in uh, I was thinking on it yesterday and trying to meditate yesterday, coming back and going up on uh, this chapter. I've been reading it and looking at it, and I I believe God has something for us. And I believe it's something that we need in the time and day that we're living in. I I don't know if y'all noticed this, but we're living in a horrible time. We're living in a messed up time. I mean, you turn the TV on and uh, you catch news, and I, I hate to watch news now, but we've seen the news of the storms that was going through there the Arkansas and Illinois and Tennessee and Kentucky and all the devastation that was left there. It, it, it's a mess. But I'm talking about the people in this country is a mess. These people in this country, that are messed up. There's people in this country that hate you for who you stand for and what you say you stand for. You mention the name of Jesus, and you become a target to them. They're after you. And this world is after you today. Let me tell you what. You think you've got it made, but let me tell you, the world is after you today. And it won't be long. It won't be long. You're going to have to stand and give an account Amen. of who you are and who you stand for. If you ain't got it in your heart right now, if you don't have it nailed down in your heart that you are a Christian, you're serving God no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens to you, uh, you need to get it hammered down this morning. I I don't want you to leave here this morning thinking, well, I've got time. I can get right some other time. I I I, I, I I'm telling you what we got so many churches today that's just got so liberal in their preaching, and they're not preaching against sin anymore. They're just preaching to make you feel good about what you're doing and how you do it. And it's time to change. We've got to change god is holding us accountable for everything by he said every idle word you're going to be held accountable for it the things you didn't say god says i'm going to hold you accountable for that so we need to nail this down in our hearts this morning or we're going to be mighty christians for god mighty christians for god this morning that's tw- uh, second chapter uh, second samuel chapter 23 let us stand beginning in verse number 13. I'll read a little bit, but we're going to refer back to uh, a lot more in this chapter uh, before we get through. And, and three of the thirty chiefs went down and came to David in the harvest of time unto the cave of Dullam. And the troops of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephima. And David was in the hold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then, then in Bethlehem. And David longed, and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. That's where he was born. That's his home. And the three mighty men brake through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem. That was at the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this, it is, not, it is not this the blood of the men that went in the jeopardy of their lives. Therefore, he will not drink it. These things did these mighty men. Let us pray. Father, we come before you, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts this morning. Get us prepared. Lord, help us be ready for the things that are, are in our future, Lord. And Lord, I pray that our hearts are grounded in you, Lord. We pray, the Lord, that uh, uh, you, you, you stand with us, that we'll stand with you, Father. And Father, we ask you to touch hearts this morning, lift us up, and encourage us, make us a way, empty myself, and fill thy spirit, Lord, that I say the things that you want to be said this morning. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. amen. You may be seated. Here in chapter uh, uh, 23, they list the 30, 37 men uh, that is recorded that are called the mighty men of David, preaching on this thought, the marks of a mighty man what are the marks of a mighty man of God here these men are mighty in battle but you and I are called to be mighty in the Lord to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might we are called to take upon here the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil wherefore until you take the whole armor of God yet you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all, to stand this morning. Stand therefore, he says, having your loins girded about the truth and having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all things, the shield of faith, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. You've got to have this in your life. Paul said, uh, for we wrestle not against blood, but we wrestle not against this physical army that we are in, but he said that we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're called to stand against those things this morning. When I read this, I, I, I like this in Second Samuel. I can't help but to compare it to militaristic uh, overtones. I, I see the walk of faith in this. I see that the Christian in these things like this and making comparison to my own walk with the Lord this morning. I know what it's like to be a military. I, I know what's going on in the military. And let me just say, I'm not real happy with what's happening in the military world today. Uh, it used to be when I, when I got off that bus and, and I, I was dragging, it was late at night, uh, and somebody jumped up in my face and started yelling at me, uh, and I didn't like it, and he was spitting all over me. But let me tell you what, he scared me. I didn't know what he was going to do. He said, there's footprints on this stage. You need to find your set of footprints and get your feet on it right now. We got our feet on that footprints, and no matter what they said, no matter what they did, we obeyed it. We follow it to the, to, today. They issue when guys go into the middle today. The they issue what they call a red card. They give these guys a red card and they'd be going through training, and if they feel like they're being stressed out, if they feel like they're being discouraged, if they feel like they just cannot handle it anymore, they'll pull out that red card, and the DI's got to back off. A mama's boy. I. I- I imagine China's probably licking their lips now and saying, hey, we're just going to wait a few more years uh, because by the time the military grows up in that country, there ain't going to be any backbone left in any of them. We're living in a time. I thought about this. I said, well, if the soldiers and the military today can pull out a red card, can you imagine this? Picture this. And I'm talking about it being the military style and we're comparing it to a military walk because you are in a real battle today. You're facing a real enemy today. Uh, He's coming at you in every direction. He's not going to leave you on. Can you imagine a Christian today getting all stressed up, uh, getting messed up, getting bent out, getting discouraged, and you whip out the red cards, the devil, back off. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. But that's where we at. Not only do we have in the military the world today, uh, our military has no backbone. Now the Christian people in the Christian world have no backbone. There ain't none left. Uh, we've gotten we've gotten preachers are preaching these things. Uh, that uh, hey, they, They're so liberal. They're not preaching against sin. They're not preaching against all these things. Uh, they're telling everybody, hey, live your life the way you want to live it. Uh, come the way you are. Leave the way you came. And everything's going to be all right. That's not what the Bible says. You've got to get it nailed in your heart today that you are going to serve God. We need some mighty men of God. We we need some men that will stand up and say, hey, I'm not going to take this no more. I'm not going to go through this no more. I'm not going to be like that no more. I'm going to stand for God. We don't have mighty men no more. We, we got these men today in Christian world that say, well, if it don't hurt me, I'm okay with it. That's not what the Bible says. We need some mighty men in this world today this world needs some mighty men of God to go around and tell everybody else this is what God said this is how you're supposed to live your life we need some mighty men in this church that these young people can look up and say, this is how you to walk this is how you talk this is how you live your life we need mighty men in the church today you will say I don't want to be a mighty man to these kids let me tell you what you need to be you need to be because those kids are looking up at you And they need somebody, a role model in their life, and it needs to be somebody that knows God. We need some mighty women in this church. You say, well, I'll let the women know. You need some mighty women in this church. We need mighty women in this church to tell women, these girls in this church, this is how you live, or this is how you walk, this is how you dress, this is how you carry yourself. We need some mighty men and mighty women in this church, in this world today. And you've got to make your mind up this morning. Do I want to be a mighty Christian for God today? Amen. I love comparing these things to military. I understand military. Can I say, oh man. <laughs> we need some good, I'll tell you, we, I'm, I'm so proud of these young people around in here. that are just stepping up. We need some good young people today. I mean, they're praying, they're, they're taking up offers, they're playing music. We need that. And we need to keep on encouraging them that, hey, you need to see this. This is what God wants you to do. This is how you conduct yourself, how you act yourself. And they need to see that you're doing the exact same thing. We got, them. We got, so, we got so many preachers today. I'll get to the message in a minute. I'll get to the minute. I'm just going just get on my soapbox here for a minute. We got so many weak back, slimy preachers today preaching in the pulpit that don't preach against no sin. Ain't telling nobody, hey, how to live your life. you know why? Because we don't want nobody to tell us how we're to act, how we're to walk, or how to talk. We don't want that no more. Let me tell you what, we need more preachers that will get in the pulpit, point their finger at you, and say, Thus said the word of God. You're to walk this way, to talk this way, act that way. Thank God for preachers that will still preach the old time gospel. Thank God for preachers that get up and say, hey, this is what God said. It's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. It's what God has said. We've got too many weak preachers today. Bible says we're to endure Hardness. What's that mean? Well, you're gonna go through some problems. You're gonna face some things in this world that you don't want to face, but the Bible said you're gonna have to face it as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I I was reading the story on Lawrence Brooks. You know him. I told him my friend passed away. He was 98 years old, and he was the oldest living World War II veteran in this area. Well, the oldest living survivor of world war ii is 112 years old lives in florida and, and they went down there interviewing this past uh november and his daughter was helping him and this this guy's got it going on he's still cognitive he's still smart he'll sit down and talk to you and everything he's got it going on so the interviewer said hey You've gone through all those perils and and, and, uh, hardships of the war. And uh, you was a soldier. What is the one thing that you would like to be remembered as? This guy said, you know what? I I went through the wars. I went through the hardship. I'd done all these things. But you know what I'd like to be remembered as? I don't want my name to be remembered as somebody that was this or somebody that. I want to be remembered as a good person. Soldier. I got to thinking about that I said you know what when they lay me out I want people to come around and say well, that, that was my preacher that, no, I want everybody to come and say I want to be remembered as a good soldier of Jesus Christ he stood in the battle he didn't give up he didn't quit up he didn't throw the towel in he didn't back up he was a good soldier of Jesus Christ yeah. and that's how I want to be remembered yeah. Yeah. amen Are you a good soldier of Jesus Christ this morning? Are you faithful to Jesus Christ this morning? I want to preach just give you three things real quick on the marks of a mighty man. Or the marks of a mighty woman. Or the marks of a mighty Christian. First, they're marked by conflict. There's some conflict conflict that marks the life of these mighty men. Throughout this chapter, when you read it over and over, it's talking about fights, talking about conflicts, either one on the other hand, conflicts, either just over and over. A whole bunch of them, it's not just one. They're constantly in conflict. These men are marked by fight. So how are we supposed to take that as a child of God? Jesus said, if this world hated me, they're going to hate you. Amen? They're not going to like you. So if you know what, the, know what the books of Acts said, the Christians come into town. Every time the Christians came into town, the book of Acts says, they have turned the world upside down. They turn the world upside down. They come here, they're also, everywhere they go, they're causing conflict. They cause a fuss. Somewhere, everywhere, (laughs) everywhere a Christian goes, everywhere a Christian walks, uh, there should be some conflict in your life because you stand against the things of this world. You're not accepting it. You say, I'm not walking that way. I'm not going to be that way. I'm not talking that way. I'm going to cause some conflict against this world. You ought to be standing against the things of this world. You need to be standing against the things of this world. We got, oh, Lord, let me get down here. I don't want to talk about this in the pulpit. I don't know about y'all, but I I am so fed up with these schools teaching our kids at seven and eight, nine years old that you really don't know who you are. A little boy come to school. I was a boy when I got here, and you tell him I'm a girl. They're they're already confused in their minds because home ain't telling them what they're supposed to live like. Now the schools are telling them, well, it's okay to be a transgender. Won't you just be one? And they leave school confused and don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know about you, but I thank God for the lieutenant governor that we got that will stand up and say, hey, school should not be teaching our kids about this thing. They're already confused enough, and you throw this at them, something wrong there. You need to stand up and say, hey, I ain't taking this. I'm not going for this. I'm not walking that way. I'm not talking. I'm standing against this. And let me tell you what, you ought to stand and say, hey, I'm going to cause conflict. My child ain't going to go through that. I'm not going to let them go through that. I'm going to stand with God, and if you don't like it, there's going to be a fight about it. Amen. That's what, the, that's what preachers do today. They say, well, it's okay. It's all right. Everything's going to be good. No, it ain't. I'm sorry to tell you this. There's going to be conflict in your life. If you say, I'm a Christian, I'm living the life of a Christian, there's going to be conflict coming your way. Not just once in a while. Every time you get out of bed, every time you get out of bed, there's going to be conflict coming at you. There was conflict in these men's lives. Look at the conflict. Look what they thought. Leonard Ravenhill said the early church was marred by poverty, prison, and persecution. That means they were not well liked. Today's church is marred by prosperity, personality, and popularity. We've got it wrong. We've come a long way the wrong way, he said. We've got this mindset that we're not in this world. We're just getting along. We've got to be popular. And I'm just telling you this: we're in this world, but as an ambassador for Jesus Christ, you've got to stand for what He. Who, you know what? If you got an ambassador going from this country going to another country, that ambassador has to stand for what this country says. They have to endorse what this country says. They can't go to a foreign country and say, "Well, I'm going to just tell you how I feel. This is what you should do. This is what we think. This is what I think." No, no, no. They have to say, this is what the country stands for. This is how we believe and this is how we walk. And you are ambassador for Jesus Christ. You need to start telling the world today, I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I'm telling you what I stand for. I'm going to tell you how I walk. I'm going to tell you how I live my life. And I'm not going to let you dictate to me that I should change my ways. We allow the world to tell us, as a Christian, this is how you are supposed to act. That, that right somebody tell me well as a Christian you should act this way we got to fight we're going to have a fight we're going to fight but he's saying, hey we, 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 we want to be popular with everybody we don't want to stand against things we don't want to stand against what the world wants but yet we'll reject what God says and accept what the world wants let me just tell you where this world is heading if you don't know it's going to be burnt it's going to be destroyed. And if you're laying your treasures up in this world, you got some problems because you're getting ready to lose your treasures. Jesus said, lay up your treasures in heaven because that's where your mind's going to be at. I'm starting laying my treasures up in heaven because I see the things that's happening in this world. There's conflict coming our way. They had overwhelming conflict. Look at the verse number 8. Adino, he lifted his spirit against 800 of whom he slew at one time. In Verse number 11, Shammah stood in the midst of the troops of Philistines. That is anywhere between 30 and 60 men. Abishai, he lifted his spirit against 300 men and slew them. Do you see the overwhelming conflict? There's the enemy. Everywhere you look, everywhere they're around, they're surrounded by the enemy in front, behind them. It's overwhelming odds. But they didn't lay their spears down. They didn't throw in with the world. They say, well, everybody's doing it. I guess I'll do it. They didn't give up. They didn't throw the towel in. They said, I'm going to stand for God and keep going for God. They did not lay their weapon down. Can I tell you what? This is our weapon right here. Do not lay this. We read it in the Sunday school this morning. If you want to know what's going on in this world, you know what's going to happen in this world, you said, read the book read the book there was overwhelming odds listen if you're going to be a mighty man or a mighty woman for God you're going to have to stand against overwhelming odds and it's getting more and more as we speak today our government has turned against us the people have turned against us our country has turned against us you're going to face overwhelming odds as a Christian in this world today Paul said, at first answer, no man stood with me. I like that. He said, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. are going to be a time people are going to forsake you because of who you say you are. And, you, and Can I say this? There might be brother Christians that claim to be Christians. You, you're really going to know who your fellow Christians are. If you stand together. Against the things of this world. But when you get a brother Christian. Say well you know what. I just can't see no harm in that. You better back off of them. Better get away from them. Because the world's going to grab a hold of them. He he said at at first answered. No man stood with me. They forsook me. He said but my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) My Lord stood with me. I'm telling you, you might be fighting like overwhelming odds. It might be a conflict. You just say, hey, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can get through. I'm bound myself. Nobody's standing with me. Nobody's carrying with me. But Jesus said, I'll stand with you. I'll go for you. I'll be with you. I'm closer than a brother. I'm going to stand right beside you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's standing with you today. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praise the Lord. There's overwhelming odds. It's marked by conflict. There's an opposition in their conflict. Verse 20, Beniah slew 200 men like lions of Moab. Now, I, I don't know what that was. I don't know what they are. It could have been the first Sasquatches. I don't know. But there were two, light, two lion-like men of Moab. Then he slew a lion in the, in the time of snow. In verse 21, he slew Egyptians with his own spear. Here's the picture of the opposition. Here is the picture of the opposition. There is a lion out there that he faced. The Bible said in 1 Peter 5, Your adversary is the devil as a roaring lion. Walk about seeking who he may devour. Here is the fighting lion, the devil. But the Bible said there were two men like that looked like lions. He's having to stand up against people that act like the devil. Get that? There. there are people who are going to act like the devil. And you can point them out because they act just like the devil. He's having to stand up against people that act like the devil. Do you realize there will be people who will come in your pathway? And even though they, they're not fighting physically against you, they're fighting against you spiritually, and you're going to have to stand. Uh, you're going to have a conflict with them in your life. They act like the devil. They talk like the devil. They do what the devil does. He fights the Egyptians, and that is the picture of the world. This man is fighting flesh, fighting the devil, and fighting the world. It's the same adversaries that you and I've got this morning we fight the world we fight the flesh and we're fighting the devil there's gonna be conflict every which way you come the opposition is not going away it's gonna stay here the only way the opposition goes away if God calls you home today and takes you to glory world that's the only way if you're living here today there's opposition you get up in the morning there's opposition there's not going away We're living in a generation today that's possessed by the devil. And the trouble is, they're not trying to hide it. It used today, They try to hide their, their stuff. They, 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 nowadays, it's in their music. It's a mind-controlling music that they put in, in our kids today. Kids, you need to listen. If you ain't, ain't controlling what your kid is listening to, you better control it. I'm just telling you that. There's music out there that will draw them away. And and let me tell you what, they got these phones and you get on anything, there's anything you want to see on these phones. If you're not checking the history of what they're looking at, you better start checking it. They, They got mind controlling music. They got these people to tell them, hey, it's all right to be this. It's all right to be that. You can act any way you want to. No. No. I THANK GOD FOR THE FAMILIES IN HERE THAT'S TOLD their KIDS, THIS IS HOW YOU ACT, THIS IS HOW YOU WALK, I THANK GOD THERE'S STILL PEOPLE THAT BELIEVE IN PUNISHING, Amen. Amen. AMEN, I DON'T MEAN TAKE A STICK AND BEAT THEM, There are SOME KIDS THAT'VE BEEN DONE THAT WAY, BEEN ABUSED THAT WAY, AND I UNDERSTAND THE WAY THEY ARE BECAUSE IT WAS NOT THE right WAY, BUT THERE'S NOTHING WRONG TAKING A CHILD AND SPANKING THEM FOR WHAT THEY'VE DONE WRONG, LET THEM KNOW they're, they're, THERE'S LIMITS, and there's things that you must follow. God does you. You have been whipped by God? God tell you to do something. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. God going to tell you, you're going to do that? You keep running. You say, no, no, it won't take long. God takes you out to do the woodshed out there. Tan that high, and you're going to say, all right, Lord, I'm going. I'm going to do that. If he gets a hold of your heart like got enough, you'll start obeying what he says. And the same thing with kids. You've got to say, hey, this is the standard, and I expect you to live by the standard. God said, i set standards. I've set commandments that you live this way. And you get out of line, I'm going to show you what I'll do to you. The world is trying to warp the mind of our children today. We need some mighty men and women of God to stand up and say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And if we start getting more mighty men and women in this world today from churches and say, hey, enough is enough and it's starting our voice is starting to carry out in this world, there might be a change in this world. I'm not backing up. I'm not giving up. We need more preachers that says, preach thus saith the Lord. Not their opinions, not their concerns. They're marked by a conflict. They're marked by what they cleave to. What you have grabbed a hold of. What you've taken in. And it becomes a part of you. The Bible said about the man that leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and become one flesh. Verse 10, this... Eleazar, he rose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand had claved unto his sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory. The soldier's most valuable tool and asset on the battlefield is his weapon. Listen, if you get dropped into the battlefield with no weapon Good luck. Good luck. You got to have something to repel the opposition. That's coming at you. Soldiers are trained with their weapons. You go through training after training. They take their weapon, they field strip, and they put it back together over and over and over and always being clean and always hold with it. They never let it leave their side. It was with them that you can also take it apart and put it back together blindfold because this weapon never left their hands. You say, well, I just don't go for that kind of stuff. You better go for that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't want to have a weapon. We shouldn't fight against people. <laughs> the reason why you still have freedom in your world today is because those who took the weapons and went and fought for you. <laughs> people don't like to fight. Jesus said in Luke 22. He hath no sword. Let him go sell his clothes and get one. Go get you one. <laughs> if you ain't got some, you ain't got one, go sell what you got. I know people as well, what? Judge not lest he be judged. Yeah, okay. Okay. You better get you a sword. You better grab a hold of something. When you dropped off in the battlefield, you better have something in your hand. You better have something in your hand that you're very well familiar with. You, you better have something in your hand that when you need a scripture, you know where to find it at. You got something in your hand that you, when you need a verse to help you through situation, you better be able to find it. you can be able to turn to it. You've got something that's going to help you in this world today. David said, I have hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You cannot do that unless you've got the word of God. When, when Jesus is being assaulted by the devil up on the mountain, and Jesus said, "For it is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word, every word, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." Amen. Amen. You better get a hold of your weapon right here. You better learn it. You better train on it. You better sleep on it. You better hold it beside you. Keep it with you. I know you set it on your coffee table. That's where it sits the next Sunday. I know some that threw it in the back seat of their uh, car and it didn't fade it out so much. You open up the page and they stick together. You better make sure that you know your weapon because you're going to need it in the world that you're facing today. The The devil knows the word. Amen. He quoted Scripture to Jesus. You think you... I know what you're saying. Well, I, I know more scriptures than the devil. Y'all didn't know, Jesus said, if you ain't got a sword, go go sell your clothes and get one, did you? You didn't know that. You better look it up. You better look it up because Jesus said that. If you ain't got none, you better go get one. What he's saying is, you're going to be facing some conflict. You're going to be facing battles. You're going to face opposition. And they're going to come at you in every which way to it It's not just... On, they're going to be behind you, beside you. Around. These men fought enemies all around them. And it was an odds that, the, listen to the odds. Three hundred against one. That, that's, that's pretty good odds, ain't it? You would think the three hundred would win. But he had his sword. I, I love that, that, that mindset of that sword. He said he, he, he claved the sword in his hands. That means when he got through fighting. That meant when he got through fighting, he was holding that, and, and they tried to get it out of his hand. He couldn't. He couldn't get it out of his hand because he couldn't let go. He couldn't let go. They, they pull it. he says it's done to his hands. He couldn't let go. Can I tell you today? Can I tell you today? You better hold on to this. You better clave to this. And so when you try to pull it out of your hand, you try to pull that out. It, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't going. What's happening in the Christian world today, you, the world has come to you, say, hey, you can't do that. Okay. We let it go. Come on. What you're saying is, hey, what the word of God is, it don't mean anything to me. I'll give up the word of God to take the world on. Let me just say, that's the most valuable weapon you'll ever have in your life. And if you don't let if you let it go. You're doomed. You don't understand it. You're doomed. If you don't read it, you're doomed. You've got to be the marks of a good man and a good woman. A mighty man. A mighty woman. A mighty Christian. Is to know your weapon. And know it well. Amen. Get mad at me. I don't care. Get mad at me. We need, we need some more preaching like this. We got too many jelly-backed, weak back mama call and daddy sent preachers in this world. Too many of them already. Amen. They're marked by conflict. They're marked by what they're holding on to, what they're cleaving to. They're marked by because they care for the king. Verse 15. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me. Drink of water of the well of Bethlehem, his home, where he's raised at, which is by the gate. Now David, now you get this. David didn't tell anyone to go do that. David didn't say, "Hey, I've been on you go get me the water." No, David did. He just said, "I sure wished I had a taste of water. And these mighty men had heard what David said. These mighty men heard what David said. And they want to please their king. So these mighty men said, Hey, brother, hey, look, grab your sword. King David wants the water, drank of water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. We're going to get them. Now you gotta remember, the Philistines brigade is at Bethlehem. <laughs> it's covered by Philistines. These three men said, Hey are you with me we're going and these other two says hey i'm with you let's go down there and get a drink of water for our king and there are these three guys going facing the odds against all those philistines they break through the brigade brigade and get to the well and draw the water and you know what i bet you they on the way back they got that water and said our king's going to be very happy with us we got him what he wants we we're going to give him what he wants They give the water to King David. What does King David do? Pours it out. Pours it out. Hold up. Hold up. Whoa, King. You may be king, but I sacrificed my life To go get what you wanted. You said I wished I had a drink. From the well in my town Bethlehem. We went down there. We busted through the barricades. And we got your drink. We come back, That's pouring it out. You've got to be kidding me. David said oh no. Oh no. What he's doing now is not. Disrespect. He said it's. Out of great respect. is what he's saying is that I'm not worthy for the sacrifice that y'all did for me to even drink this water. I, I'm not worthy to drink this water. But he said, I'll pour it unto the Lord in the blood. It's because what you have done Amen. is the greater of the sacrifice. Paul says we're going to receive a crown. The crown of righteousness laid up in heaven. Gives it by the righteous king, Jesus. It's not my righteousness, it's not your righteousness, it's what he has done. And he's going to give you that crown and you're going to put it on your head. Woo, look at me. I got my crown. I'm walking around. No, no. You're going to lay it back down to the one that deserved it. And that's what David said hey, you're the ones that sacrificed. You've done the work, I want to give it back to you. that's what we should do with our crowns. Give it back to one who sacrificed the most. He shed his blood for you and I. I'm giving it back to you. They were marked by their king. Whom they loved. Do you love your king this morning? Do you love your king this morning? Can you say. I have the marks. Of a good man. Good woman. Do I have the marks of a.
1: Yeah, somewhat.
0: Well, can you say I have the marks of a mighty Christian today? Because I stand in conflict. I stand against the world. I stand against the things. And I, I'm marked because of what I cleave to, the Word of God. It's not leaving my hand. I'm not, not giving it up, and I'm not laying it down. Don't ever lay your sword down! Because the conflict still rages over and over. Are you marked because of the King that you love? and serve and want to please him and give him everything he owns you he bought you with a price praise god the marks of a mighty christian this morning let us stand